cause of salvation and our gates of praise cause our walls are salvation and our gates of praise cause our walls are salvation our gates of praise won't you let him on in
the world it doesn't know you all the riches can't buy you and the world it doesn't know you you are the light in the dark you're the spark in my heart you're the light in the dark and you're the spark in our hearts you're the light in the dark and you're the spark in our hearts you're the light in the dark and you're the spark in our hearts oh the world it doesn't know
and more and more see some of you think that maybe he gave you something before and and that was kind of it you used up your portion and he says I've got a greater portion for you and it never stops if you want more I'll give you everything you ask for and more <laughs> he said and more more abundantly and that's all we have to do is ask for it see a lot of times we forget that part that sometimes we just have to surrender to him and just ask for more and trust that he's right beside us and he's just giving it to us. So I love that. I love that's what we were, we were singing and going into that because we always need more. You always need more. You know, when we praise him, Okay, I see things differently and I get visions differently and some of them don't make sense and some of them just sound childish. But I like ice cream. And I can put two scoops of ice cream in a bowl. But I can't stop there. Like, I will eat all that and then I'll go back to get more. Because once I tasted it, I said, I... I I can't stop there. I have access to my freezer. I've got four freezers in my house, and there's like, I don't know how many gallons of ice cream right now. Point is, I can go get as much as I want. So when you taste how good he is, when you taste what he's doing in your life, you just want more. That's it. It's, you just want more. It never tastes bad. It's like the best flavor bluebell you can get. They should just call it Jesus. They'd probably sell a bunch. So think about that. I don't know what he's doing in your heart this morning. 
I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know if you done run out of ice cream. And you're like, I don't know where I'm going to get any more because I felt like the gallon he gave me is all gone. And he says, you ain't got to worry. There's another freezer right around the corner. Just open the door and come get as much as you want. I don't know what you're feeling out of that, brother, but go ahead. Sing about some ice cream. want some more this morning. Can we just lift them up? Come on, more of you, Jesus. Come on, Holy. We love you, Lord. Come on. Give him what he deserves. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Woo, I just felt like that was a good spot to end this morning. So we're going to go out on a praise.
Uh, we're going to lift them up. We're going to take a little break. You find somebody you ain't talked in a bit and just say hello. We'll be right back. Hey. 
That almost worked. <laughs> Good morning. Okay, that's the first one. I always wait a couple seconds. That was the primer. Good morning. <laughs> How's it going, Gathering Place? You guys excited this morning? Man, this is so good. Thank you for coming out. We just absolutely love you guys. If you're watching online, thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. Wish you could be here. Uh, I am DJ along with my wife. We get the, the honor to pastor this family. We just love y'all. So um, come on, we love you guys. And if, you, if you're new, if this is your first time, fill out a Connect card. Let us know. Uh, find a way to get us information. We've got uh, Connect cards out on the, the wooden desk in the foyer. But we can't reach out to you if you don't give us your information. We just want to talk to you about church, pray for you, whatever that is. Whatever that looks like, we can answer questions. Uh, we can't do that without you. So fill that out. Let us know. You can fill it out online, too. If you go to our app or our website, you should be able to get to that to, to fill that out. Uh, good part is if you made it here, you're in the right place. So that's awesome. When you change a name, people get confused sometimes. But you made it. So it wasn't that confusion. Confuse, confusing. You're here. So we're excited about that. Uh, this morning... We did have some good times this morning. We had, a, uh, we had a chance for our kingdom classes at 9 o'clock every Sunday. So this Sunday, it was awesome. We had Jeff and Pam teaching uh, on science and faith. Not versus faith. Science and faith. Guys, I, I, I have now got a doctorate in science, right? Is that good? And faith. Like, my mind's so scrambled, I thought today we would just take a rest that's good stuff, though, man. That's good stuff. I, you could do that. Like, there's so many parts to that. So I'm excited. I'm excited for part two. Uh, we'll figure out some way because if, if you've ever questioned those things, you know, the simple one, dinosaurs, and how's that tie into faith and all these things, he has all the answers, and we have all the stuff. It's really cool uh, if you've got those answer questions about what's going on. So that was awesome. That's going to be nothing compared to what Miss Rhonda's bringing next week, right, Miss Rhonda? Because we can talk about science and faith or we can hear from God. <laughs> there you go. We just trumped the science and faith. Come on, but it's good. Uh, I appreciate it. Just be there next week. If that's you, you want. if you're trying to do that, if you're like, hey, I want to hear his voice better, I want to understand that, 9 o'clock uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. We've been doing this like four days straight right now, so, so just be here tomorrow. <laughs> we got prayer tomorrow, so we could be here for that. Uh, but yes, be here next week, 9 o'clock, uh, Kingdom Classes. Don't miss it. Um, I do want to mention the, the flag conference coming up. I can't even remember the name of it, but it's, it's going to be awesome. Is it up there? They did get the slide up. Awesome. The Fruit of the Spirit Conference. This is, this is amazing. If you ever wondered, like, uh, flags, we, we've done this before here. Uh, this lady teaches nationally. She's really awesome. And they, they rent out the, the, the church and they use the facility to teach what that is, what the flags mean, what the colors mean. Why is it biblical? All those things that people question when they see flags flying. Well, this is awesome. So it's a great opportunity to do this. Uh, we put our daughter through it several years ago when she came in and she learned all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's amazing. If you want to do that, there's the information. Uh, but, but it's awesome. So don't miss out on that opportunity to learn a little bit more. That's what I, a lot of people don't like something because they don't know about something. The more you know about something, the less judgmental you are about it. So if you're judgmental about flags in church, go to that and learn about it. Don't go. Stay. Go learn about what the flags are. Uh, it, it's really good stuff. So I uh, love that. And I just want to update you. We are now up to almost $29,000 for Heart for the House, y'all. 
So lots of good things coming. Uh, so excited about that. Uh, if that's still something that, that's been on your heart and you still want to give, you can still give to that. Uh, but we have all kinds of changes coming. We're doing all kinds of things. Uh, you, you'll start seeing them. We've already made a lot already, but stuff you can't see in the background. But a lot of the other things you'll start seeing uh, and being able to put your hands on it and stuff. So it's going to be really good. So um, awesome stuff. Anyway, I don't want to take up any more time right now. I want to turn this over to Kevin and Crystal. Kevin, you're back there talking to everybody. Uh, let's give it up for Kevin and Crystal. Love these guys. I'm going to let them do some, do some honoring this morning because this is so cool. All right. All right. Good morning. How's everybody feeling? I kind of have a sinus headache and allergies. Anybody else allergies? Lord, we rebuke those allergies. Okay. Um, all right. I just want to make y'all laugh a little bit. Some of y'all are kind of serious and, you know, we need some joy. We need some joy because uh, the world needs joy. And if we can't come into the church and see joy, Man, we've already lost. Because if you can't come in here and smile, then I know you ain't doing it at Walmart. And I know you're not doing it at the McDonald's drive-thru because, man, sometimes it's difficult, you know. How do you mess up a four-piece, you know, Happy Meal? I don't know, but <laughs> no, Lord bless them. Lord bless them. All right, let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to pass this to my wife because she's my brain, and we'll continue. Well, I thought you were going to read it. All right, so we are appreciating our seniors today, our high school seniors, um, and I guess I'll read the girls, and then Pastor Kevin can read the boys. So uh, for the students, I will just call your name, and you'll come up here, and then once we get all of the students up here, we're going to go ahead and pray for you guys, okay? So, oh, you want them in the front? Okay, so, yeah. He just changed it. Okay, so first we have Janae Alterton. Janae. So Janae is graduating from Covenant Academy High School, and she'll be attending UAB in the fall of 2023, and she, be, she plans to become a physical therapist and athletic trainer. So. All righty. Second up, we got, um, you know, her, her boyfriend, uh, Amos Barton. <laughs> All right, so Amos is graduating from Marbury High School. Did I say that right, Marbury? My Lord, okay. Uh, he will be attending Huntington College to play football. There you go and major in business and administration. So congratulations, Amos. Yeah, right. Maybe some less, you know, less penalties, bro. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, next up we have Joshua Cooper. This is Allison's son, and he is graduating from The Edge and will be attending the University of Alabama this fall, majoring in business. Awesome. That is awesome. Where's, is he not here right now? Okay, here, you can pick this up for him. Okay. All right. 
So next we have Destiny Marie Drain. Destiny is graduating from Stanhope Elmore High School and will be attending the University of Alabama in the fall. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, next we got James Gaiman the third. James, all right. So James is graduating from Prattville High School and will be attending UAB in the fall, majoring in chemistry. All right. Last but certainly not least, let me put that. All right, next we got Trevor Phillips. Yeah. All right. Whoo, I've missed you. So Trevor's graduating from the Alabama Virtual Academy and will be joining the Marine Corps. And he leaves June 21st. June 21st. Trevor? Hey, I just want to say that, um, you know, students, seniors, we're, we're very proud of you. Um, let, let's go down. Let's go down real quick. Um, hold on one second. I want to look at them in their eyes real quick. Uh, some of you have caused me headaches and, and pain and tears of joy and tears of prayer for y'all. Uh, and I just want y'all to know that I'm proud of every single one of you. Seriously, I'm proud of all of you, all of you. Um, God has something amazing for each of you. God has a calling in all of your lives, and you guys know that. You guys know that. Uh, and whether you pursue that, it's going to be up to you. Okay, but God has a calling on your lives, and God has fruits and gifts. And, you, and a lot of you already know that. You guys know your gifts. You know your, your talents, your abilities. Maybe you can sing. Maybe you can run. Maybe you can lift. I don't, you know. <laughs> I'm looking at James over here, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, but still, you guys have amazing gifts and talents that God's given you. Um, and, and we love you. And so here at the gathering place, we're not going to just honor you and, 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 you know, and give you a gift card. But we want to send you. We want to send you with a spiritual blessing that as you go to the Marine Corps, you go to play football or you go to, you know, chemistry and uh, to major in chemistry or to the University of Alabama or wherever it is, uh, UA, UAB, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> is that where you go? UAB? UAB, yes. Future doctor, nurse, whatever. Um, wherever you go, you know, I want you to carry, you know, like the ark, carry the presence of God wherever you go. You know, wherever you go. And so uh, we're going to send you out. I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Crystal just to speak a couple words as well, and then we'll pray. Yes, so I just want to say I'm so proud of all of you, and we have memories all together. Honestly, this is our first group that when we started being the pastors, they were so young. If you don't remember Trevor, Trevor was different. <laughs> we got him to talk finally. And so just this is our group. We just are so proud of where you've grown when you first started coming and thank you for serving in our church too a lot of you have took the time to serve and that we're really grateful for that your impact will impact the generations to come so we're just so grateful yeah, yeah and um you know when you said that yeah i just wanted to say one more thing um well because when you were saying that i just uh james i want you to know that everything you did um wasn't in vain you helped Mama Lowe so much, man. 
I mean, you know, you all, a lot of you did, um, Trevor, you know, Destiny, all of you guys, um, but James, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, you were there for her, man, and, uh, she can count on you whenever she's like I can call them they all serve they'll do it <laughs> so, so mama Lo would be all jumbled up and be like oh, I forgot to schedule somebody but I know James will come you know and um, and you're dependable man and, um, and she loved you and we love you and so um, before we pray I'm going to ask Pastor DJ to come up uh, and I want him to just bless you give you guys a father's blessing a father from this house you know his blessing over you guys uh, if you want to come Pastor DJ yeah, you guys can come in the middle. Look, y'all, y'all been a tribe for a long time. I think uh, when I was running the student ministry is when elders, I first got to meet some of y'all. So that was a, that was a little while ago. If any um, elders, come if the elders coming up, parents want to come up. You guys can all come up. And some of you I just met within the last like three years. I don't know, but Church, uh, but it's so cool. Put your hands. Yeah, out. just extend your hands while we're up here, and uh, and we're just gonna we're just gonna bless them. You know, I just believe we can send them this morning. So, Father, right now, we just lift them up, Father. Every student up here, Father, we, every, every, every soul in this house, right now, everybody right here, Father God, we just know you have a plan for them. You're going to direct them and guide them, Lord. Everywhere they go, Father God, lead their footsteps. Just, just guide them along the way, Father God. We, we, right now, we pray a hedge of protection around them. Send the, send the angels in front of them, Lord, as they protect them and guide them and lead them. And then send them behind them to protect their backs, Lord. Father, let them not forget who they are, Father God. Let them know they are beloved. Beloved, that they are loved, Father, that they are your sons and daughters, Lord. And as they go out, let them be the light to the darkness, Father. Right now, everywhere they go, wherever they go, no matter what it is, Father, right now, we, we know they will be a light, Lord. That when they walk in, people are going to want to know who are you and what is all over you, Lord. So, Father, we thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for their, their, their servant mentality, Lord, that they'll come in and just be selfless servants in this place. Father, we thank you for them being part of this family, Lord. And we know that as, we, as they transition to the next season, you have something new for each and every one of them. Father, you're going to open doors for them, Lord, and you're going to close doors they don't need to go through, Lord. But, but you are going to guide them and lead them in everything that they do. So, Father, touch them, guide them, lead them, love on them right now, Lord, and protect them in everything they do. Father, we love you. We thank you for them. We thank you for what you're doing in their lives and what you're going to do. So, Lord, we just surrender them to you. Have your way in their lives and everything they do. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You want to pray, Kev? You good? Did I steal your prayers, Kev? I'm sorry. All right. Amen. Y'all can make your way back to see. I love y'all. All right. Give it up for Pastor DJ one more time. No, give it up for Kevin. And Crystal. And all the seniors. Give it up for Jesus. That always works. If not, you're in the wrong place. All right. Wow. Got to get gathered here. I'm telling you, I love my wife. She is so awesome. I love you, baby. Ah, wow. So, um, 
Yeah, let me pray. Father, we love you. We thank you. Bless us today, Father. Touch this word. Touch my heart. Let it be all of you, none of me. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Woo. This has been a, uh, for some of you, it's been a long weekend with us. We have been doing this since Friday night, uh, and it's been Friday night, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, and then this morning, and it's been powerful, y'all. It's been powerful just to see what God wants to do in this house and what he's been doing with everybody. Um, so, man, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you um, for an amazing, amazing weekend with family and for everybody from, from hosting. If you didn't know, we, we had to house like 15 to 20 guests that came in from out of state. Uh, so we had people open up their homes, and, we, and even last minute we were like, hey, uh, somebody fell through, and we just had to start putting people in homes, which was absolutely amazing. So we were so thankful that people opened their homes up so we could just do life together. Uh, anywhere from cooking food. I mean, we, had, we cooked food for uh, Saturday morning. We cooked food uh, last Saturday morning. I mean, this has just been amazing that people were willing to, to come in here on an early Saturday morning and bring that much food to bless people. Uh, and, and the people that set that up, that actually served and all that, and Mama Reen and your team and how you contact. Come on, can we give it up for everybody that... I tell you, I, I absolutely love this family. I love what we do. For people serving, if, there's a lot that happens. There is a lot that happens in this place when you open the house to other people to come in and, and we have to run sound and worship and, and production and, and we still have people doing the parking lot and we still have people making coffee. Tommy and Barbara, thank you for everything you guys do. Um, JD and all that. Look, I can't begin to... Um, to thank everybody. So if I don't mention your name, it's not because I don't love you. I love everybody, and I thank everybody for being part of this family and doing what we do. So thank you for that and for the people that support and all that. So yeah, if you didn't know, like our night of worship on Friday night was absolutely amazing. Uh, kingdom worship, uh, we, we were in the house, and it was, it was awesome. Once again, we had about four different churches up here, uh, blended sound, and it was just absolutely amazing. And Pastor Jason uh, Townsend, uh, from from down at Southgate in Crestview, he came up and man, he just he he just dropped the word on the house, uh, so good. So we're so thankful for them. I'm thankful that, that we get to do that together. Um, I'm thankful that I get to hang around people like that. I'm thankful that people like that we can just pick up the phone and call and and we talk and we hang out and we go stay at their house, they stay at our house. It's family. Um, this is important. Like this, you got to understand, church family is just not in these doors. We should be doing life with other churches all the time. There should be no differences in our churches. Our families are all one big family. We should be coming together more often for the kingdom, right? And, and that's what I was trying to explain. And either way, I'm, I'm going to start going. I don't even know where I'm going this morning. So that led over to Saturday morning. So we got out of here late. Uh, we were up at my house till like one in the morning and then we were in here by eight o'clock ready to go getting breakfast going and everybody that was serving and then had another worship session which was awesome and and then another word but this one was a little more specific this word was okay you guys are the ones that are hungry and I loved it when he said that because he goes I'm bringing a word for the hungry ones uh, the ones that want to show up on a Saturday morning then I've got a word for them and, and they're going to eat on that and because of that, you're going to get nuggets, and you're going to grow, and you're going to keep doing amazing things. Not your chicken nuggets, Kevin. These are good. Man. So, so that was really good. That was really good. And then Saturday evening, so we had a little break, and we had about 45 people at our house 
which is awesome when you got kids running everywhere and everybody's just gathered in your house. We counted it up. It was like 45 people and we're just hanging out and we had room for 10 more. So if y'all could have made it out, you missed it. Um, but we were just, man, it was everybody scattered everywhere. And in my house, I've got this huge couch and everybody was just laid out everywhere and kids running in and out. And it was awesome family time. And it wasn't just our family. There was only, in blood family, there was like three people. <laughs> the rest was family. And it was this family and it was families from other churches where we could just come in and just, we were shooting guns for all those guys like shoot guns. We, we opened the range up and we were just having a good time. Okay, so basketball was going on. It was just amazing family turnout. So that's what we love. Then we left out of there and last night, uh, uh, you know, Apostle Bo and Mama Rachel got seated over at Restoration as the new apostolic authority in, in, in an administrative pastoral role over there at Restoration, which used to be Courts of Praise, and I guess it might be going back to Courts of Praise from what it sounds like. I'm not making that announcement. I'm, we'll follow that flow. But the, from the way it sounded, that might be the the way it's going, but that was awesome. We, we had so many of this family show up over there last night. That's awesome. Because that shows unity in everything we do. To honor them, to honor our mother and father of this house, to honor them the way we honored them last night, to show up while they're getting seated in a place right down the road. You know how awesome that is? You know, and it, it seems close because it's like five minutes away, but you understand that I told you this before, God gave us Millbrook. God gave us Millbrook. He showed me the vision. He showed me everything. And he said, you must stay in Millbrook. He's not in Millbrook, y'all. He's in Kusada. God gave him Kusada. You start adding up these cities, and this family's going to take over it all. Last night, they called it a takeover. And I'm not just saying this family. I'm talking about Brother Bo's got a family, y'all. We got a lot of pastors running together. And it's a family. And I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. We're going to take over, and this light's going to shine. And it's going to shine brighter than anything else has ever shined in this region. And that's what we feel, and that's why it's good, and that's why it's perfect, and that's why it's right. So hopefully you guys got something from all of that, uh, because if, if you missed out, man, we were overwhelmed in the spirit multiple times. That's really cool. Uh, and, and took a lot of notes. So, so that's awesome. So I, knew, I really knew, uh, I didn't know till this morning, kind of really where I was supposed to go with this. So I do need to explain some things. I want to explain two things before I, I really get into a word specifically. But a lot of this is going to be explaining because we had a couple things spoke over our house. Uh, one which was really cool. The first thing he said was out of Isaiah 62.10. Um, because what he was telling us was that, that what we're doing here with our praise and our worship and our presence and how we're surrendering to God and saying yes. He goes, you are actually creating a highway. And, and, and what you don't understand is you think it's a property. He goes, you're creating a highway, right, for people to come and experience the Lord. Because of what we do, we're laying the groundwork and the foundation of a road so people have an easy passage to come in and experience his presence and understand his love and to understand who they are in him and through him. And he got that out of 6210 that says, go out through the gates, prepare the highway for my people to return, smooth out the road, pull out the boulders, raise a flag for all the nations to see. And he said, that's what you're doing in this house. So everything we do, every, every bit of praise, every bit of worship, every bit of prayer, every bit of loving on people the way we're supposed to love on people, all we're doing is paving the ground. 
Because the goal is for everybody to experience what you get to experience. That's our goal as a church. So that was really good. Okay, and then he spoke on something else. And some of you probably already know all this story, but I'm going to break this down a little bit because some people probably didn't. But he says, he came up and he said, you need to expel, you need to expel Ishmael from the camp. And when he said that, he left it there. So he left it there. And I was like, oh, you're going to leave it there. So now people are going to go, okay, I got to go research Ishmael. Don't worry. You can, please go research it. I'm going to break it down to you a little bit this morning about what he was talking about because he stopped there. Because he was just speaking prophetically over this house and he stopped and he goes, I'm not going to go into that. But he was like, and he just left it there. So this morning I was like, think you need me to define that, Lord. I guess we're going to go into that one and break that down just a little bit. So that's what I want to start with this morning. I want to start with that because when, when, when he said expel it, I thought of two different things. Um, and this is important too, and he kind of mentioned this, but, but being expelled and being suspended are two different things. Anybody ever get suspended from school? I was like, do not let me be the only one. I almost got suspended from Jeff's class earlier. Okay. Suspension's one thing. Anybody been expelled from school? Kevin. Yes. Look, your student pastor. Yes. I knew it. I knew there was going to be one. So when you get expelled from school, you can't come back. You can't come back. It's final. You're expelled. And he didn't say suspend Ishmael from the camp. He said expel them. He goes, you need to expel Ishmael from the camp. They're not allowed to come back. So I was like, okay, cool, Lord, this is awesome. And let me break that down. Because this is, so really what he's talking about, when you talk about Ishmael, you're talking about Abraham. And I'll kind of give you the context, and I'll read all the scripture. We got a lot of scripture this morning. So Abraham was promised a son. Okay, he was promised a son. His wife wasn't getting pregnant. But his wife had a slave. Uh, a slave, uh, I guess helper, I guess I'll put it, named Hagar. She gave her slave helper to uh, Abraham, Abram. And she said, since we can't have a child, you have a child with her because God promised you a son. So they did. They had a child, and they named it Ishmael. Ishmael was by a slave child, which represents slavery, which can also represent religion. So, so, he, so he, what he did is he took matters into his own hands instead of being patient on the Lord. That's what happened. He said, I'm going to do this on my own. Lord, you said I could have a child, but I'm not willing to wait. So I want to get into this a little bit and talk to you about this because he didn't want to wait. He thought he had to earn it or do it on his own. And that's a lot of times what religion will tell you is that you have to earn something or do it on your own. When Jesus on the cross said to Telestai, he said, it is finished, which means you don't have to do anything else for me to love you. None of that. I did it all. You don't have to earn anything else. It is finished. And this is where you get this. And he says, you need to get that out of the camp. So I'm going to go to Galatians 4. We're going to read in Galatians 4, 21 through 31. And I'm going to read through this. You can read along. 
and I might stop while I read it. But it says, tell me, do you want to go back to living strictly by the law? Haven't you ever listened to what the law really says? Have you forgotten that Abraham had two sons, one by his slave girl and the other by the free woman? Ishmael, the son of the slave girl, was born of the natural realm. But Isaac, the son of the free woman, was born supernaturally by the spirit, a child of the promise of God. So here you have something supernaturally, promise of God. How many people here have had a promise from God that you have given up on or you tried to rush through it? And you said, but you promised me, Lord, but you were not patient enough and you still hadn't seen it yet because you tried to take matters into your own hands and say, no, I can do this on my own. Or Lord, what do I have to do to get this? When he said, it was a promise. I promised it to you. It says, these two women and their sons express an allegory and become symbols of two covenants. The first covenant was born on Mount Sinai, birthing children into slavery, children born to Hagar. For Hagar represents the law given at Mount Sinai in Arabia. The Hagar metaphor corresponds to the earthly Jerusalem of today who are, who are currently in bondage. It says, who are currently in bondage? And this is where I, I'm not going to go this way. But I'll let you know, regions and cities are not places, they're people. That's why it says who. It doesn't say that. It says who. We'll get into that later on at another day. It says, but in contrast, there is a heavenly Jerusalem above us, which is our true mother. She, heavenly Jerusalem, she is a free woman birthing children into freedom. For it is written, burst forth with gladness, rejoice, O barren woman with no children. Break through with the shouts of joy and jubilee, for you are about to give birth. The one who was once considered desolate and barren now has more children than the one who has a husband. So dear friends, just like Isaac, we're now, we are now the true children who inherit kingdom promises so isaac true children is a child that will inherit the kingdom promises of the lord and just as the son of the natural world at that time harassed the son born of the power of the holy spirit so it is today and what does the scripture tell us to do expel the slave mother with her son the son of the slave woman will not be a true heir for the true heir of the promises is the son of the free woman. So it's now so obvious. We're not, the, we're not the children of the slave woman. We're the supernatural sons of the free woman, sons of grace. Come on, you, you should get excited over the fact that you are now sons of grace and not sons of the law. This is the breakdown. So when he's talking about expelling Ishmael from the camp, he says, you've got to get them out. You've got to get Ishmael. You've got to get the law. You've got to get the religion out of the family because it'll chisel away at what God's trying to do in your life. And I'm not talking about religion like, oh, we're not supposed to like Jesus. No, I'm talking about the rules and the laws that you try to put behind everything where if you don't dress right and you don't talk right. That's religion, y'all. Those are man-made opinions put in places. And it says, expel them and seek me with all of your heart. So Hagar represents slavery and religion. 
Ishmael is a product of that. And what you find out as you keep reading, Abraham was 86 when he had Ishmael. So he's 86 years old, has Ishmael. He's not, he's 100 when he actually has Isaac. So the older brother already knows. He's walking out life knowing that, that I am not inheriting anything. So you can imagine the tension when the baby's born. And it's Isaac. It's the promised one. You can imagine the tension because it says, as we read on, this is, so he's about 14. And what he does here is you see, um, what you see Abraham doing and Sarah, they, what they do is they go and they, they're going to celebrate his weaning day, Isaac's weaning day, which a weaning day is about anywhere from two to three years. But usually three years in the Bible, it says they will wean, which means they'll, they'll get off the milk and they'll start eating real food. It's like a graduating point. Three years. So what I'm telling you is we have been here three years. We are graduating. We are moving into something completely different, something brand new. And guess what? It's exciting for us, but there's going to be some people that don't like that, and they're going to tell you it's wrong. Just like Ishmael, what he would do is he would constantly go in Right? And talk bad things to his brother. He would harass him. He would talk down to him. He would question everything he's doing. He would speak little whispers. He was the small little fox that ruined the vine. He kept telling him, you're not capable. You're not capable. You can't do this. You're just a baby. You shouldn't be doing this. You're just a baby. So they said, get him out of the camp. Said he can't be in there. Because what is being birthed in this young child what's being birthed in Isaac is something powerful that's going to change the world. And sometimes it only takes a small whisper and someone telling you that you're not right. You can't do that. You, you, you can't do those things because that's just not what the law says you should do. It's not what man thinks you should do. So I thought it was funny that we're at three years and I believe we're, 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 we're in a, a weaning time where we are, we are now coming off from the milk and, and you guys are finally walking into what God's been doing in our lives and we're starting to see that we're starting to see it in our praise and our worship we're starting to see it in just family coming together and doing life together and when something comes against that it's Ishmael it represents the law it represents religion And we just need to remember that we are the promised sons and daughters. You are that daughter. You are that son. You are a son of an almighty king. You have promises in your life. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. Those little promises that were built into you that you wanted to do that somebody said, hmm, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, that's going to cost a whole lot of money and you don't have any money. You should probably pursue something different. Kick them out of the camp. They don't have a right to speak to you. They don't have a right to talk to you. They're not on the same level. Don't let somebody squash your dreams and a promise that God gave you that he spoke to you just because they don't like what they see.
go to Genesis. First off, I'll jump it in. Just to back that up, Genesis 15, that's where Abram is, is actually promised a son. But we're going to jump to, uh, let me, I don't know, I'm just going to go down. Let me go to, I'll read this first, just so you have the scripture. Genesis 16, 1 through 3, it says, Now Sarai, Abram, uh, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, uh, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So uh, Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, uh, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram, his wife. So it's in the Bible. You just need to know that. I wasn't making that stuff up. It's, it's there. All right, now we're going to jump down to um, 21, Genesis 21, 1 through 10. So it says, The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant. So even though she had to wait for something, it was in his timing. And don't think that she was just like this old holy one that was not worried about anything. She questioned it. There's scripture that says she was laughing when they were telling her things. She was like, this can't be me. So she was struggling just like we struggle. When God tells you you're supposed to have something and something's going to happen and you're going to be blessed and you're like, I don't see that happening anytime soon. He's telling you, shush your mouth. <laughs> shush your mouth. Just believe, just believe, have faith. So it says, as he had promised, she became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the right time God had said it would. Just the right time that God said it would. So God's timing is the timing. So your timing won't line up with his sometimes. And sometimes things that you think might come in the future might come tomorrow. And you might not be ready for them. That's why I tell people, be prepared. We're talking about this, something new. We've been in this series, something new for a while, where I'm saying, how are you going to receive what he wants to give you? you got to be ready for it. So when you start hearing what God wants to do, he starts giving you visions and talking to you, you better be ready. You better start preparing yourself to receive what he wants to give you. Because it might be today, and it might be 20 years from now. But he has a plan, and he has a purpose and he'll do it in his timing. And Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. And Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh at me, will laugh with me. Who would have said that Abram, or Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age keeps going it says when isaac grew up and was about to be weaned abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion but sarah saw ishmael the son of abraham and her egyptian servant hagar making fun of her son isaac so she turned to abraham and demanded get rid of the slave woman and her son he is not going to share the inheritance with my son isaac i won't have it that's a mama bear in the house right there that's a mama bear saying, get her out. Tell her to take her son too. And that sounds harsh for some people. But she knew what that meant to her son. She, she knew what that meant to the promise. Sometimes we're going to have to do some things in our life that aren't comfortable. That don't seem right in your mind, in the worldly mind. And you're going to have to do that because God says, I have a promise for you. 
And I'm going to need you to step up and, and work that out. And that's usually what stops us sometimes. Fear. We let the little fox tell us what can't be done, what shouldn't be done. I can't, and, and then we just surrender to that instead of to him. You know, it was brought, you know it's funny, uh, Jason brought up the prodigal son again, and, and I love that because he made the point. He said the only person that called him prodigal son was his brother. He said his dad always called him son. The servants called him son. The only one that called him the prodigal son was his brother. You will always be a son or daughter. Receive, your, receive that. You need to receive that this morning. That you are it. That's your identity as a son or daughter. Don't let anybody take that away from you. Walk in your inheritance. And it's not wait till you die to get it. It's get it now. Because heaven's here. And the more we realize that it's here, the more it'll be here. Because we'll start walking like it's here. We'll start talking like it's here. We'll start acting like it's here. Man. All right, so I wanted to explain that because he kind of just left that out there, expel Ishmael. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I better talk about that one because some people will read that and not see that and not understand commentary and understand where that comes from. So basically what he's saying is don't let religion and man's opinion stop you from doing what I'm asking you to do. When you're seeing the results we're seeing, don't stop doing what you're doing when you're seeing the results we're seeing. He goes, that's of me and from me. Don't let anybody tell you you shouldn't do it and you can't do it. He had a powerful word for our teenagers. It was powerful, and he was speaking right to them. Because that's the, I'm telling you, the generation, you've got to raise them up that way. That's an army, y'all. What you see up here, just because some of you are like, I can't believe they're jumping around like that. That's an army ready for battle. Okay, and they're ready to take it to anybody that tries to come against that. That's powerful. And if we're not worried about the next generation, we're not doing it right. It's not about us. It's about them. I would love to say that we're supposed to be the example. But for some of us, they're the example. We're supposed to have faith like a child. Mm. All right. Let's talk about something new. (laughs) Because I have had very little sleep. And if some of you know me, when I have very little sleep, I don't know everything that's going to come out of my mouth. I'll tell you to be true, but it might not be the way you're supposed to hear it. <laughs> trying to be a good papa right now. I'm trying to sit up here and figure out how I'm going to talk to you. Um, all right. This won't be that bad. That was the hard stuff. Let's go to Isaiah 43. I want to go right back into that. This has been the verse we're just going from this entire time. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. 
It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Come on. So this is what we've been talking about now for seven weeks, eight weeks, something in there. Something new. What is the one thing new he's trying to do in your life? What's the one thing that you thought, man, that could never happen because it's too late? I'm too old. That was a long time ago. I've already made a different path in my life. Because he says, I'm ready to do something new. And what might look like wasteland to you, that's not wasteland to him. It's just something that needs to be revived. Just needs something that needs a little spark in your life to get you moving in that direction again. So that's what we have to do. We have to trust him through all that. So we're in this new season. And it might be a weaning season. <laughs> because I tell you, when, when you're going from milk to food, oh, it's messy. It is messy. But man, they get chubby when they start eating the food. So when they start eating, they don't want to stop eating. So that's the good stuff right there. So you're getting to the good stuff now. Okay, we've made it through the milk season. Now it's time to start eating. Now I'm, now I'm ready for some steak. Like big old ribeye. I have not eaten this morning. Let's throw it on there. Baked potato. Bacon, <laughs> sour cream. Come on, somebody. It's a good morning. I'll see you all next week. <laughs> Let's go. But, uh, but here's the thing. We got to be ready for this. You got to be ready for the fact that, that we're in this new season, and it's probably a weaning season. And because of that, Ishmael's going to mock you. Ishmael will come in and say things to you. So squash the little fox. Squash the whisper. Don't allow that little whisper because sometimes that whisper is not somebody saying it to you. It's inside of you saying it to you. That's deep because sometimes nobody has to say, you know, there's stuff people said to me when I was 10 years old that have stuck me in the heart that I still remember. So they haven't said it in a long time, but man, when something pops up, I'm like, nope, somebody said I couldn't do that. So sometimes we got to fight that. The Ishmael's inside of you. That Ishmael's, you got to expel Ishmael from inside of you, inside of your thought process, from inside of your head, and say, get out of the camp. I don't need you no more. You're not welcome here anymore. I only want what he has for me. I only want what Father has for me. That's it. So you got to start mm, checking that up a little bit. Expel him. Don't suspend him. A lot of us will just suspend him. You'll suspend him for a couple months. Then you'll let them back in. And look, I used, to, I used to be there in school with some kids that got suspended. When they got suspended and came back in, not all of them learned that way. And what they did is they caused more havoc when they came back in. Now, some of them, some of them, when they got suspended, they did great. <laughs> but some of them came back in and really stirred some stuff up. So don't play with it. Don't play with Ishmael. Don't suspend him. Expel him. Get him out. He's not welcome back. All right. So he wants to do something new. And, and we've been talking about this for a bit. We've been moving through this. Um, 
We talked about something new, you gotta be prepared for it. We've talked about everything from, from to be prepared for that, you gotta rest in his presence, you gotta be intimate with the Lord. That's what we do in between seasons. Okay, so we're going into, into this weaning season, which means we're coming out of a season, right? So I don't care what it is, it could be sports, it could be anything. You just don't go from season to season or you break down. You gotta have a rest, you gotta have a moment to rest. But in this, I'm saying rest in his lap, rest in his presence, rest with him, be intimate with him, let him be intimate with you, let him speak to you, let him call you by name, let him call you beloved, let him call you son or daughter, let him talk to you, okay? That's important because when you do that, what that builds to, that rest, it builds the confidence. It builds the confidence in understanding who you are, okay? So, so then you can actually go do some stuff. So it's, the next stage is stretching where you can't go do any activity until you stretch, right? I'm sore today for three days of worship prior to this without stretching. My calves are burning, y'all. Like I'm the guy in the gym with the big calf. <laughs> You're like, guy must work out. Nope. <laughs> a lot of jumping, y'all. A lot of jumping. But that's it. So we stretch, we grow, grow stronger. And then once we're there, once we're stretched, once we're, we're confident, then we get bold and we start doing what God wants us to do. That's where he wants us, walking in boldness, listening to his voice, doing what he asks us to do, being bold with it. And when you're bold with that voice, when you're bold with what he's telling you to do, lives change. Lives change. Why? Because you can walk up to somebody in boldness because God told you to speak something over their life and speak it and their life changes. Why? Because you're listening. Because you have the ability to listen to that and respond. See, there's a lot of people that listen. A lot of people that'll hear and don't do nothing with it. So now God's looking for somebody else. He's like, man, I put you right there in my timing at that time, at that moment. And I put that person in front of you so you could share what I just downloaded into you. And you passed. Don't phone a friend in those moments. Right? Just do what he asked you to do. Be bold. So come on, that's, so as we did that, you know, and so that's the whole leading up to getting ready to receive something. And in this new season, so if you, if you didn't know, we used to be Destiny. <laughs> that was our name for 20 years in this region. And that there was a reason behind that. And there was a, a mission in that. And there was a lot done in that. Okay, so we're not going to take away from what's happened with all that. We just know God said it's time to move into a new season. And to do that, you need a new identity. And that's why we're the gathering place. That's why we've changed our name. Okay. Because he said, I got something new for you. And you can't do it with an old identity with the old stuff you used to do. It's going to take something new. So he goes, let me, let, let me move you into that. So I want to talk real quick. I'll go through that just because I love talking about this. Because this is what he gave us. This is, look, it's the same family, same location, right? Just different mission. What that means is that he's going to call us into boldness. He's going to call you out of your comfort zone and ask you to do things you're just not used to doing. And you got to be ready for it. Like I like to tell Jeff, we have to be weird enough to do it. <laughs> I love it. Like, we got to be weird enough to do it. Weird is good. <laughs> weird is good. It's only weird because people have never seen it before. I'm not someone that likes to do what everybody else does. I like to be groundbreaking. <laughs> I want to be the weird one. I want them to be like, what was that? Like, don't you want to walk into a room sometime and just walk by people and they're like, whoa, that was weird? Yes, it was. 
Welcome to my life. That's how we should be walking into places, right? Full of confidence and boldness to do what he asks us to do. So the gathering place. Okay, gathering place. We are a place where brokenness meets wholeness and identity is revealed. Where family gathers and seek a father's face with his warm embrace. Where kingdom love, kingdom worship, and kingdom family are priorities in all we do. And where generations are equipped equipped and trusted to lead and do the works of the father. That's what we are. That's what we do. And I've been walking through this trying to explain some of this. And that's why we're probably going to be on this for a while. Um, But our vision as a family is to see sons and daughters walk in true identity, changing the atmosphere everywhere they go, ushering in the love of the Father and bringing light to the darkness, period. So everything we do will be tied into that. Everything we do will be tied into your identity and who you are, and it should all fall right into that category. How about deliverance? Guess what? If I'm walking in true identity, I can walk into the room and people be delivered. It happened in the Bible. Y'all just read all the stories. They just walk by. Shadow healed people. It's good stuff. And I'm not taking away from any of the other stuff. I'm just saying if we focus on this, all that stuff falls right in line with it. Because you, you can't deliver somebody if you don't know who you are. You can try. But you got to understand the authority you have. you got to understand what you're walking in. That's why those people usually do those things. Because they're, they believe They have faith. They understand their identity. So we're going to start the other side of that. (laughs) We're going to work on our identity. We're going to work on that to where pretty soon you're already doing those things and you're not even thinking about it. I mean, that's, that's that's the level we're supposed to be at. Changing lives and not thinking about it. So, yeah, so we're the gathering place. So if you, if you got lost this morning and just showed up, welcome. I know there's a couple signs. We have a Destiny Church sign outside, and we've got the gathering place sign. I would love to say that's just so that you know you're in the right place, but it's not. We just didn't get the other stuff in yet, and I didn't want to wait. <laughs> I'm impatient. <laughs> but I figured you all understand this family. We're good. It's okay. You ever paint like half a car? Or would, uh, I'll just be broke, broke. <laughs> like, I paint the front one color, back the other. <laughs> Running from the cops, you just pull the front end, and the color of the car changed. No ideas there. That doesn't work. <laughs> They'll catch you down the road. Oh. <laughs> I'm tired, baby. <laughs> man. So you get when you got 45 people at your house having fun. Oh, man. So, yeah, this is going to be a place. So we've been talking about this. We've been ta- we went through kingdom love. We talked about what that is and just how we're supposed to express that. That's, that's loving everybody. I mean, it's supposed to be the love of Jesus coming out of you in everything that we do. We talked about that. We talked about kingdom worship last week where this is going to be a place where, where we are led by the Holy Spirit to worship. And it doesn't matter if you like a flag, if you like a tambourine, I don't care what it is you like. Bring it in and let's worship together. If it's jumping up and down, if it's sitting there, just that's your worship. I'm not, we're, we're not here to judge you in your worship. Most of the time, people come to me, did you see so-and-so? I'm like, no, because when I'm worshiping, I don't see anything. I don't care if somebody's laying on the ground. I don't care what they're doing because if I'm worshiping, usually my eyes are closed, and I'm just surrendering to God with everything. So I just turn to him and I go, were you not worshiping? I thought that was the time of worship. Were you just watching the show or worshiping? Man, it's a time to engage, y'all. 
Here's my, here's my challenge to you. Engage, you won't see anything. Pretty soon it'll be over with and you'll be like, oh, we just worshiped? You're like, yeah, I know. Go get some water. You're sweating. <laughs> Come back. Everything will be good. So we talked about that last week, and, uh, which was good. And I challenged you. I said, because your worship and your praise can impact people around you. But so can everything else in your life. So if you're walking around weeping and sorrow and worried about everything, then that's impacting the people around you too. We're not called to do that. We're called to walk in what we're supposed to walk in. Joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness, self-control. Come on. So that's good. So that was, that was worship. So today we're going to go and talk about kingdom family. And I don't have to do this much. This is going to be probably pretty short. Because what you experience here, what your experience here is right now, if you've been involved and plugged in, what I just talked about that we just did this whole weekend is kingdom family. That's who we are. We gather, whether it's at a house or here, and we take care of each other and we love on people. We love on other churches because that's what it's all about. We're all on the same team. But there's a little more to that. I mean, we do have a daddy, and his name's Yahweh. Okay? So, so we do fall under some, some authority. <laughs> but as long as he has his way, he's good. And that's not hard to please him. He just says, climb up in my lap and understand who you are, that you're beloved. And I love you. And that's pretty easy. Pretty easy to please Papa. But yeah, so kingdom family. Um, it's different. It's different than what you usually see. Because kingdom family is united. And kingdom is ongoing. That's why you see so many churches that we're doing life with. Um, that's why even in, you know, as far as that goes, you know, with, with even with, with Brother Bo down the road having a church, and we have a church in Clanton that we do life with, right? And we have another church in Prattville that we do life with. Um, so we're all doing life together. We're going up next week. Jules and I are going up to Illinois, and we get to meet a new church, right? That we get to speak life into their church the same way Pastor Jason just came and spoke life into us. So we're going to be on the other side of that this coming weekend up there pouring into the family. But they don't know us. They know about us. <laughs> but we get to go up and say, hey, man, you can be different. You can just love people. <laughs> and that can go a long way. So, so we get to do that. That's what kingdom, kingdom family does is, 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 is we're there for everybody, right? We do protect our own. Can I tell you the truth? Like, I feel more like a, a father in this house than I ever did. Because you ain't messing with people in here. Every time I hear something, whew, Jules and I, we have to have strong conversations. Because I'm like, you're messing with the family. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So um, I just feel it. And that's what we have here. So we're all brothers and sisters. Um, and that comes out of 1 John. So if you want more scripture for that, 1 John 3, 1, through, 1 and 2. 1 and 2. It says, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and made us his very own beloved children. 
The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they, don't, they didn't recognize him. Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become. But we do know that when it is final, finally made visible, we will be just like him, for he, we will see him as he truly is. We are beloved. We are his children. So in other words, if you're his son and I'm his son, we're brothers. <laughs> you understand that, right? I mean, that's how this works. That's why if I don't know somebody's name, but I know where they go to church, I just say, hey, brother. <laughs> Can't go wrong there, guys. That's just a trick. And if I walk up to you and say, hey, brother, just be like, you remember me? My name's Steve. <laughs> I know you, Steve. Brother Steve. Then if I use your name like five times in the same sentence, just trying to remember it. <laughs> but brother, sister, it all works. Um, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what church you go to. We're all unified. So unity is the key to this. So how do you do kingdom? How do you do kingdom family? Unity is the key. Romans 12, 5. I shared this yesterday. Uh, but it says, and it is, it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we're, we're all virtually joined to one another with each contributing to the others. We're weaved together. So what that means is that as churches, so as a family, okay, let's just talk about this house, this family. We are meshed together, which means if somebody's hurting in this family, if somebody doesn't have money in this family, if somebody needs help in this family, they shouldn't need help in this family. Because we come together as family and take care of everybody in this house. So if you're struggling, you just got to let people know. It's, it's hard to help when we don't know. But here's what I realize when I go, hey, guys, we need to help somebody or somebody needs to be blessed. You guys show up. Like, like you show up in a big, big way. And that's powerful. That's what family does. Well, here's the thing. That's this family. But we're also a kingdom family, which means when another church needs help, we help them. When other people that, that, that we don't even know need help, we help them. We don't, we don't loan them things. We give them things. You understand? So, so we're not in this to get anything back. We just want to love people the way we're supposed to love them, love other families like the way we're supposed to love them, love our churches like we're supposed to love them. That's kingdom family. So we'll do life together. Mm, man. So what else comes with family? So you are loved, but vulnerability also comes with family. This is the hard one. Because this is the stuff nobody wants to get into with family. Because when you're vulnerable, it means you can be hurt means you're a little more sensitive to things, that you're opening up. See, that's the hardest part is, is people don't want to open up and trust. But that's why you got to understand family. Like, we can do this together. You got to be vulnerable sometimes. You just got to say, man, this is what's going on. Or this is my life. And it doesn't have to be with me and Jules. It can be with anybody else that's sitting around you that, that you're becoming friends with, that you're becoming family with, okay? Your brothers and your sisters. That's important because in, in a kingdom family structure, you have fathers and mothers, 
you have sons and daughters, and you have brothers and sisters. And those brothers and sisters, those, those individuals are there to support each other, to, to, to encourage each other, to do life together with each other. Why? Because sometimes Jules and I aren't going to be available on the day and the minute that you want us to be there. I wish it was. Like, that's not our intention. Our intention would be I wish I could be at everything at all times. Do we want to be at everything? Yes. But there's going to be times when you're like, well, I'm struggling with something, and I just need to talk to the pastor, and they're not around right now. So what's that mean? You should be going to your brothers and sisters. And your brothers and sisters should be lifting you up. They should be helping you out. They should be walking out life with you and doing life with you. And that happens a lot in here. But that's why it's kingdom family. Galatians 6, 2 through 3 says, share, with, share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You are not that important. I love the word. Said you are not that important. Think of others first. That's what family is. Think of others first. So different things. So let's talk about fathers and mothers because um, we, Jules and I, for me, Jules and I, I, I have a spiritual father. His name is Apostle Bo, <laughs> Papa B, Mama Rachel. That's who they are. And I was pretty excited. I actually saw a tear come out of his eye last night. The rock does have water that comes out of the rock. I was like, what is that? I want to run up there with a tissue. But it was such a powerful moment. It was, and we got to be there for that. But, but either way, guess what? He's there for me. He doesn't care what time it is. He doesn't care if he has to fly from Mexico. He doesn't care what has to happen. He's a spiritual father to me, which means I can talk to him. And, I, and it's not like I only talk to him when I need something. We talk probably minimum every other day. And it's not a short conversation. So when he calls, I make sure I'm driving somewhere. But that's what a relationship is. That's how you have a spiritual father in your life. Is you, you trust somebody. You're vulnerable with them. They know everything about you. They know everything about your kids, and they know everything about your family, and you know everything about them, and you do life together, and you walk this thing out together, and you trust them. doesn't mean you have to listen to everything they say, but it means you definitely consider everything they say, and then you pray about it and go, Lord, was that a word for him or a word for me? But that's important, y'all. So, so we have spiritual leaders in, in our life, and we have elders in the church that we absolutely love, um, that, that are always praying for us. Their families are absolutely amazing. We love them, okay? But I have a spiritual father that I go to more than I go to them. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why God put them in my life, right? So Jules and I are called to lead this family. And we're going to lead it. And if you've ever been in counseling with us, we're going to lead it like mamas and daddies. Like we're going to sit down with you and tell you, I love you like a daughter. I love you like a son. Therefore, I'm going to give it to you the way you need to hear it with love. But it need, you're going to get it the right way. It's going to be biblical. 
But it needs to, you need to understand that I'm just not going to sit there as your best friend and go, all right, I don't want to hurt your feelings, so how do I tiptoe around this? No, sit down. It's been a while. And let me give you what you need to have. And then let me hug you. <laughs> and let's go get back to doing what God wants us to do. Okay? And it's not that that's all the only time we meet you. We just want you to come over and eat or invite us over to eat. I love food. That's easy stuff, you know, but, and, but we just, that's, that's what we're called to do. That's, that's kingdom. You have, a, you have a spiritual father and a spiritual mother, but that doesn't mean that we're going to have a bunch of spiritual sons and daughters. You need to understand that. We're going to have a lot of brothers and sisters. One, there's going to be some people that go, hmm, I just don't know if you're that guy for me. That's cool. I'm probably not. If you don't think I'm supposed to be that guy, I'm probably not that guy. But, but we are brothers in Christ. And you can still lean on me, and I can still lean on you. But there's going to be people that God lines up in my life that we know for sure we're in a covenant together that you're a son or you're a daughter. And what that means is that I will give my every minute for you. I'll surrender that to you, that, that you could call me at any time and we can talk about anything. That happens. And you know how important that is in the kingdom family? Because you've got to raise up sons and daughters. Because this is what's so cool, and Bo talked about it last night, the blessings that Bo's doing for all the stuff he's doing in the kingdom, everything he's doing in the kingdom, all the stuff that gets calculated in that, the blessings that flow from that, they're going to flow on his spiritual sons and daughters. So what do you think happens when you don't have a son or daughter for that to flow on? It's not good. The Bible says we're supposed to equip the saints. We're supposed to have sons and daughters that we can pour into, that we can prepare to take over. That's why we're raising up the next generation. This is generational. So it's a lot easier for people that are younger to say, well, yeah, it's easier to, to have a, a father or, or, or a mother. But age has nothing to do with it. Bo and I are the same age. I think he's got me by like a couple months. He looks older too. <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't matter. It's just he, spiritual mothers and fathers are important for spiritual permission. You're trying to do something in your life. You feel God's calling you to do something. You've got to learn you have to go to somebody you trust. And say, hey, does this sound right? Can you pray about this? Can you give me some wisdom and some knowledge? And what's God telling you about that? you got to trust somebody like that. These are major decisions sometimes for people. These are huge things. It was not easy for Bo, Apostle Bo, who is traveling the world, to hear from God that he's supposed to come sit down in Kusada. Never came out of his mouth. He's like, you know how stirred up this is in my life right now? You know how many people he talked to about that? He has spiritual fathers in his life. But you know what's cool is that he came to Jules and I. And we had a deep conversation. And he said, this might not be right with the Lord. He goes, but if you guys say no, it's no. Because our relationship and our unity is more than any of this. That's the spiritual father in your life. 
He says, I'm willing to say no to what he wants me to do. And he goes, I don't know that that's right. He goes, I just know this. Unity is more important because anything that, that causes division is from the devil. He goes, so if me taking this position five miles down the road is going to destroy what we have built up over all these years, he goes, that's of the devil and I'm not going to do it. Because if it's of God, it doesn't cause division. When he said that, that just reinforced everything about our relationship. The good part was we are always, as soon as he told us, our hearts were jumping. I'm like, I don't know, that sounds like the greatest thing in the world. You're going to be right down the road? I said, woohoo. <laughs> I was like, let's do this thing. So that was never even a concern, but it was a concern to him because he loves us. And he loves this family. And he loves how much we poured into him and how much he's poured into us. And he wasn't going to jeopardize any of that. Oh, the other thing, he's, this is cool. I'll just, like, I'm way off. I'm just rolling now, so just hang with me. Because you weren't there last night. So if you were there last night, you would have heard it all. Um, he, made, he, <laughs> he made a commitment. He said, he goes, nobody from the gathering place will swap churches and come over to our church for the first year. If you do, he goes, I will physically remove you. <laughs> he says, and if I can't remove you, We'll just call the cops because he's a pretty big guy. <laughs> Chances are, you know, I don't know what you're dealing with. But he goes, you won't. He goes, I will not allow it. And then even when you're ready, you're going to DJ and Jules, and you're going to talk to them about this, and you're going to make sure that's the right thing before you can even walk over here. That's a father, y'all. He cares about, look, unity is more important to us than anything. And he backs it. He'll back that up. It'll be good. So there you go. That, that's what's going on with, with fathers and mothers. But there are, there's going to be stuff you need direction and guidance in, and you're going to need a spiritual father or mother in your life. And as much as we would like that to be us, I understand if it's not. But you need to have one. So you might have somebody that you've trusted your whole life, that, you, that, that lives in a different state or a different country. That's fine. Have a spiritual father or mother in your life who you can go to that you trust. Don't do it on your own. It's scary on your own. It's not supposed to be that way. All right, so sons and daughters. Oh, this is where I got all this. Um, <laughs> Genesis 15.1 <laughs> says, Sometimes la Sometime later the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so the one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will, be, you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Man, he's telling you right there. My job, just so you know, Jules' job with us, what we do in the kingdom, what we're called to do is raise up sons and daughters. And that's what I'm laying my eyes on all the time. Who are the people 
that are willing to come underneath and be equipped to do the work of the ministry and, and who trusts us and who do we trust and who do we need to get our grips on because we know God's got something big in their life if they would just surrender to it. That's huge, y'all. That's huge. What do you want, Kevin? I can talk to him like that because he's a son. <laughs> like I said, not everybody will be a son or daughter. I will put you up for adoption. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I love him. But yes. Um, anyway, so then you have sons and daughters. So you have the father, mother, sons and daughters, and then uh, brothers and sisters. I kind of covered them all. Um, those are relationships in our church. That's how it's going to be. Uh, and it's going to be good because of that, because you're never alone. We're always doing life together. There's so many churches I've been in, and they said, that church has cliques. I hope you have a clique. I hope you have a group of people that you trust, that you can get around, that you can be honest with, that you can do life with. Just let other people into that every once in a while. <laughs> you know? It, there's nothing wrong with that. You should have a group of people that you absolutely love being around all the time. Now I know you're healthy. Now I know you're whole. Now I know you're doing life together. That's big. You're brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's how it should be. So, amen. <laughs> you guys get something out of this because I feel like I'm rambling now. So I just want to get that over with. I'll turn. Are you coming up here, Kev? Okay. Look, see how that works? I just, what do you want to do, Kev? Hello, hello. Hello. Check, 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 check. Hey, can we turn his mic off? Pretty please. There we go. Oh, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. I just wanted Pastor DJ to come up here. You know, I think it's important that we're both up here for this. I don't know why. I just feel like Holy Spirit wanted me to come up here. And, um, you know, Pastor DJ is an amazing father figure. And something that I, I really love about Pastor DJ is that he truly loves you guys. I've never really met a pastor that you could call and like, hey man, can you come help me with my plumbing? Can you help me move a doghouse? Uh, can you help me cut my grass? Can you help, like seriously, I, I, I really hope you understand the type of man that you have here who truly loves you. You know, it's so special to find somebody who wasn't raised up in church or religion. He wasn't. He wasn't. And I think that's amazing because God's able to use him and form him. And he's able to say yes. And then God's like, yes. And then God does something special and amazing because somebody was willing to say yes. Sometimes it's not the person that looks like the right person for the job. You know, Brother Jason talked about, I think his name is Eliab. Eliab it was the firstborn, I believe of Jesse. And Samuel came and said, oh, surely here is the next king of Israel. 
And God said to him, to Samuel the prophet, no. See, you're judging on outward appearances, but I judge on the heart. The heart. God doesn't care what you look like, what your background is. If you're white, black, Hispanic, Indian, Asian, uh, you know, from Mercury, I don't care. God does not care. He cares about your heart. And you guys know the story. You know what, what happened to the prophet. You know, Samuel came and he said, nope, he's tall and handsome. But God said, nope. And he kept going, no, no, no. And the one who didn't look like fit the cookie cutter image, the one who didn't look like he fit in, the one that smelled like sheep, who had a heart after God's own heart, that's who God chose. And that's who God chose here. And God's been using him and strengthening him and building him. A heart after God's own heart. That's what you have here. <laughs> and it's so beautiful and special and amazing. And it's something worth fighting for, something worth protecting. You know, I've been talking about tribe in, my, uh, in, in the youth group. You guys see what's happening with the teens? You know, what happened was I started talking about tribes. I said, listen, we're going to be a tribe. And what that means is that we're going to have each other's backs. What that means is we're going to love each other fiercely. And we're going to go after the Lord. But if you see a brother going up, you go with them. You go with them. And so I started seeing them grow. And I've told them, you know, you guys are a family. But we're a family that protects each other. We're a family that we don't allow division. We don't allow, um, you know, and I'll tell you, my teens are here. Some of my teens are here. They'll, they'll tell you. I tell them, I do not allow them to say anything negative about each other. I tell them, listen, you hear that every day at school already. We don't need that here, right? And so I've been building that in them. And I've been building that, and they've been growing and loving on one another. So now I'm telling you, the adults, we need to be fierce. We need to protect each other, love each other, be there for each other in a fierce way. Because what God is doing is great. It's great. And there's so much more to come. Whew, there's so much more. This is just the tip of the iceberg. God is about to just pour his spirit out in this place. Go ahead and stand to your feet. God's going to pour his spirit on. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Mm. Ooh, Father God, we just thank you. Mm, God, I just feel a stirring in this place. Oh, God, our Jesus. Father, I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you would stir up their spirits, God. That you would so unite our hearts, God. That you would braid our hearts together in a way that no one can tell us apart, God. That we breathe the same, God. Whew. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, braid us together in such a way that you can't see where it starts or where it ends, but that we are beloved, God. Beloved sons and daughters, Father. That fiercely protect one another. That fiercely protect one another, Father. In the name of Jesus, God. 
in the name of Jesus. God, we just declare and decree that no weapon formed against us shall prosper in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen on that? Can I have a witness on that? In the name of Jesus, no weapon. Everybody say, no weapon. No weapon formed against us shall prosper in Jesus' name. God, I thank you. Thank you for the gathering place. Thank you, God, that this church is those that are seated here right now. It's not this building. It's us, God. And you're calling us, Father God, to step in. Father, you've been telling me all week it's time to step in. It's time to step in. So I'm telling you, church, God is saying it's time to step in. It's time to step in. God is doing something great. What did the word of the Lord say this morning? Can you not perceive it? God is doing something great. Mm. God, we just thank you. Mm, We just thank you. Go ahead and stretch out your hands, Pastor DJ. Father, we thank you for this man. This man after your own heart, God, that you chose for a time like this. God, you created him, God. You created him in his mother's womb before he knew who he was, before his mom even knew he was there. God, you had predestined him. You had blessed him, God. You have chosen him, Father God, for a time like this. For a time like this, God. For a time like this, God. We just thank you, Father, for this man. Lord, we, we love him, God. We thank you, God, for him. God, we don't exalt him uh, more than you would, Father. We don't do this in a place that we're exalting him above you, God. We th- we're thanking you, Heavenly Father, for him. We're thanking you, Heavenly Father, for him. And we're blessing him, God. And we're adding our yes to him, Father God. And we're, asking, and we're saying with our own mouths that we will go behind him, that we will follow him, that we will protect him fiercely, Father. In the name of Jesus, with our prayers and with our actions, we will, Father God. We will, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, God. And we bless his family, God. Right now, Father, we speak life to Pastor Julie's mom. In the name of Jesus. Y'all stretch your hands to Pastor Julie. We speak life to her her mom's, uh, right now, to her mother. Life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you go before us right now? Holy Spirit, go and touch your mom. Right now in the name of Jesus. We call forth heaven. Father, your, you, your word says that let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we call life right now on earth in her life as it is in heaven right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. God, we will be bold and we will be brave for you, God. We will not be embarrassed at the name of Jesus. I will not be ashamed of my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. Father, we just love you. God, as we get ready to leave this morning, we say we love you. Go ahead and lift your hands to the heavens now. God, we love you this morning. God, we give you our hearts, we give you our minds, and we give you our yes this morning, God. God, we love you, and we thank you, God. And we say yes to what you're doing. Say yes, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together.
get ready to head out this morning, uh, you can go ahead and uh, if you've already given online, that's awesome. Or you can go on uh, as you're heading out. The ushers will be there. But as you go, just remember this, that you carry the glory of God. Wherever you go, the kingdom is going because you're going. Amen? We're going to be worshiping up here. We encourage you to worship. We love you. Minister to one another. Love on one another. Continue to do what God's calling you to do. In Jesus' name, amen.
Probably one person watching, and they're very important to the heart of Father. Cause this was just for you. This was just for you. Hope you got something out of it. The Father was speaking. 